The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. At that time, Jesus revealed himself again to his disciples at the Sea of Tiberias. He revealed himself in this way. Together were Simon Peter, Thomas called Didymus, Nathaniel from Cana in Galilee, Zebedee's sons, and two others of his disciples. Simon Peter said to them, I am going fishing. They said to him, We also will come with you. So they went out and got into the boat, but that night they caught nothing. When it was already dawn, Jesus was standing on the shore, but the disciples did not recognize that it was Jesus. Jesus said to them, Children, have you caught anything to eat? They answered him, No. So he said to them, Cast the net over the right side of the boat, and you will find something. So they cast it, and were not able to pull it in because of the number of fish. So the disciple whom Jesus loved said to Peter, It is the Lord. When Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he tucked in his garment, for he was lightly clad, and jumped into the sea. The other disciples came, into the bo- came in the boat, for they were not far from shore, only about a hundred yards, dragging the net with the fish. When they climbed out on shore, they saw a charcoal fire with fish on it and bread. Jesus said to them, Bring some of the fish you just caught. So Simon Peter went over and dragged the net ashore, full of one hundred and fifty-three large fish. Even though there were so many, the net was not torn. Jesus said to them, Come, have breakfast. And none of the disciples dared to ask him, Who are you? Because they realized it was the Lord. Jesus came over and took the bread and gave it to them, and in like manner the fish. This was now the third time Jesus was revealed to his disciples after being raised from the dead. When they had finished breakfast, Simon said to Peter, Simon, son of John, Do you love me more than these? Simon Peter answered him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said to him, Feed my lambs. He then said to Simon Peter a second time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Simon Peter answered him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said to him, Tend my sheep. Jesus said to him a third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was distressed that Jesus had said to him a third time, Do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. Jesus said to him, Feed my sheep. Amen, amen, I say to you, when you were younger, you used to dress yourself and go where you wanted. But when you grow old, you will stretch out your hands and someone else will dress you and lead you where you do not want to go. He said this signifying by what kind of death he would glorify God. And when he had said this, he said to him, Follow me. The Gospel of the Lord. Peter, do you love me more than these? This question rings out throughout all the ages to this very day asking you that same question. Do you love me more than these? The gift of Peter is that at least he responded honestly. Now it's kind of lost to us in English, but if you read the original Greek of this passage, our Lord asks Peter for agape love, the highest kind, the kind of love that is self-sacrificial, is the total gift, is an imitation of Christ on the cross. 
And each time that Jesus said, Peter, do you agape me? Peter replied, Lord, I philia you. Philia is a lower sort of type of love, of kind of brotherly or warm love, but not the self-sacrificial kind. Essentially, Jesus was asking Peter, do you love me like I love you? And Peter says, well, Lord, no, I don't, but I love you like I can. And on the third time, our Lord Jesus Christ says, instead of Peter, do you agape me? Peter, do you philia me? And Peter finally gets kind of mad and is like, well, Lord, you know everything. I just told you two times, I do philia you. Aren't we on the same page? And my brothers and sisters, the gift of this is that we can understand that the Lord meets us where we're at. He encounters us right where we're at. And then the great gift of God is that he loves us too much to leave us there. Because what then our Lord did for Peter was he told Peter how he would be raised from just philia love to the agape love of Christ. You will be humbled. You will not dress yourself. You will not, you'll go where you do not want to go. You'll be led to true self-sacrificial love. But in that encounter, it only took place because of a certain way that the Lord encounters us so often. One of my favorite lines from this whole scripture passage, Come, have breakfast. So simple, but yet so good. Jesus didn't chide them for going fishing. He didn't say that you guys should have been studying scripture. Why weren't you guys doing something to spread the gospel? He just said, catch some fish and then come have breakfast. One of my favorite things about being Catholic is that our God teaches us that we should enjoy the good things of this earth temperately. We can enjoy everything from good food to good wine to whiskey and ice cream to friendship and agape love and everything in between. Come, have breakfast. You see, my brothers and sisters, meals are especially a place of teaching and encounter the life of Christ and in all of humanity. If you look at it, Jesus did almost everything he did in the Gospels around food, around meals. Wedding feast at Cana, meals with the different Pharisees, Simon the leper, Zacchaeus, meals at Bethany with Mary and Martha, with all of his good friends, the Last Supper. Then after the resurrection, he ate fish in their presence in the upper room, the way of Emmaus, and now breakfast in Galilee. How often do we eat meals together? Something as simple as that. How often do we encounter each other personally around food? Our Lord Jesus Christ used it as one of his main ways of teaching and encountering people. It's no wonder our culture seems to be breaking down because I think less and less we're just not eating meals together. It's a fast food mentality filled with distractions of screens and the rest. And so our families seem to be breaking down because of it. Our Lord proved how important meals are because he instituted the greatest gift of encounter, the most holy Eucharist, in the midst of the Last Supper. Our Lord comes to us directly in the context of a meal so as to share with us the bounties of his grace and encounter us and ask us that simple question, do you love me more than these? My brothers and sisters, today as you come to encounter Christ in the most holy Eucharist, imagine him, after you receive the Eucharist, go back to your pews, you kneel down or sit, and as you have that time, I I encourage you to imagine our Lord Jesus Christ asking you, do you love me more than these? I don't know what these are for you. 
Only the Lord knows, and so do you. Ask him, Lord, what is preventing me from loving you more? What's keeping me from saying, I agape you, Lord? What comes to mind? Sins, attachments, work, money, time, fear of the future, regret of the past, fear that God actually has the ability to satisfy your heart, whatever it is, whatever's preventing you from loving him. Don't try to figure it out yourself. Ask him, the one who loved you so much that he came down to be with you at this very gift of the Most Holy Eucharist. You see, my brothers and sisters, the Lord knows how to raise you from philia to agape. He knows the next step in your sanctification. Do you trust him in that? Then you have to ask him, Lord, you know that I love you. How can I love you more? He's got a plan for you. And in the beautiful plan, we can see the fulfillment of that collect we started this holy sacrifice of the Mass with. May your people exalt forever, O God, in renewed youthfulness of spirit, so that rejoicing now in the restored glory of our adoption, we may look forward in confident hope to the rejoicing of the day of the resurrection. The hinge of this prayer is the restored glory of our adoption. Everything in your life hinges on the fact and the simple reality that you are an adopted son or daughter of our God in heaven. If we don't get that, then there's going to be no exalting, no youthfulness of spirit. If we don't understand that he loves us as a father loves his children, that he wants to provide for us in every single way possible, even if that means chastising us to correct us and disciplining us, we're never going to have confident hope in the day of resurrection. So my brothers and sisters, he comes to you and he asks you a simple question this day. He fulfills your desires in the most holy Eucharist and then he comes and he asks, do you love me more than these? What is your response? Because after that he'll then tell you what he told Peter, come follow me.